The Story and Things podcast is intended for mature audiences who don't mind major spoilers. If you're returning or if this is your first time listening, welcome. Hope you enjoy. episode of season two of story and things welcome to season two gosh we're a storytelling podcast kind of kind of we more so like dissect stories we go through them together talk about likes dislikes fucking dislikes (laughs) if we existed in the world of the stories we talk about we would be the people that are just there for the chismas the gossip yeah the bard if you will i'm your host my name's shelly i'm your host yahida and today we are going to be talking about a Netflix series. Oof. And Oof. so good. It's so good. Taking up a storm, <laughs> if you will. We are going to be talking about it was apparently a Henry Cavill fever dream. And they made it into a Netflix series. Interesting. Think, maybe. Interesting, because I'm pretty sure it was a book first. No, it was weird because Henry Cavill actually <laughs> he wrote it like he did the Bible. He also wrote the Oh my god, he wrote the Bible? Henry Cavill, by the way, we're talking about The Witcher season one and two. It's not Cavill, it's Cavill. (laughs) It's like travel, but Cavill? Hello? Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, hold on. I thought... I'm serious, yes, I'm so serious. Why is it not Cavill? I also thought it was Cavill, but then he was in an interview and he was like, it's just Cavill. Okay? And he's like angry too? You know why? call me Cavill. (laughs) Fuck them. <laughs> they don't know me. You know what's funny? I feel like we are trying to make it fancy. And also, it kind of reminds me of Corella DeVille. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Henry DeVille? We're going to talk about Henry Cavill's Cavill. <laughs> See, it doesn't sound as like catchy, though. Yeah, I agree. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill and his Henry Cattle. Like, he's just a farmer. We're going to talk about his farm. <laughs> we're gonna talk and about his it. dreams apparently and his dreams mm. he he dreamt it up i think i think so <laughs> <laughs> just makes it allegedly i think allegedly in my opinion not really i think he dreamt it up but don't come for me okay henry cavill thank you sorry henry cavill but it will always be cavill to me <laughs> it's kind of weird i don't know if someone mispronounced my name like instead of chelly they said like chilai or Ch- Ch- eli it's chilly Ch- eli like the book of Eli. <laughs> oh, I wrote it. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> Can't believe we're making so many biblical references. It's <laughs> only like two minutes. <laughs> Who are we? Your dad would be so proud. I know, he would. But anyway, so when we are filming this, I know this is going to be a little confusing, but we bulk film. Yeah. So it is the new year. It is. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. We hope that you have stayed healthy and sane. But not happy. <laughs> And happy as well. No, no, not that one. And happy. Hmm. A little happy. Do you want to talk about any New Year's resolutions? Um, I want to be able to jump 10 feet high. Okay. 10 feet straight up. Mm, mm. I think I can do a solid four if you're not looking. Okay, I won't look. Yeah, you hear like a... <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. She did a it. 10 feet vertical leap. Huh? You got this? Maybe like one foot forward. I don't know if I can do it forward that much, but I I can do it up. (laughs) Um, No, in all seriousness, I want to be more productive. I just like feel where I am in life right now. Mm -hmm. Being non-productive makes me feel like I'm going insane. Is it also because of the pandemic? Is it? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been two years. Is it barely hitting me now? (laughs) 
Because when the pandemic started, I was still productive because of my line of work. Yeah. So it didn't affect me as much mentally. Mm-hmm. I guess it is kind of now because it feels like we're regressing. Whoa, welcome to our political <laughs> talk. <laughs> well, it's not um, political, more medical, but you know what I hello? mean. Hello, who are we? <laughs> Story. This is the things and stories. Yeah, things. this is the things. Story and COVID things. <laughs> Just penny things. Being more productive, more so with the podcast, I want to be more, you know, out there. Yeah. More known, more on TikTok. I don't like showing my face. I don't so, either. So can we wear, can we wear a mask? Is that okay? I know. <laughs> but not like those face masks. Like, you know, like a whole oh. like V for Vendetta kind of oh face mask. Oh my gosh. Mask. Yes. And let's just wear it and never, never mention it. <laughs> just Actually, it. we're wearing masks right now. <laughs> this <laughs> is like audio. This is currently a mask. I'm actually you. wearing a, a huge mask right now. Thank you for not matching it. You're welcome. Picture. <laughs> <Cavill>. <laughs> <Cavill>. <laughs> not facing. You just said it was Cavill. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you I confused right myself. Now, <laughs> if you had like, looked at your phone and be like, oh, he just switched it. It's Cavill. It's Cavill now. I would have believed you. <laughs> He just actually tweeted it. So weird. Weird. Okay. Kind of weird. Okay. Anyway, so this is going to be a long episode, so we should get into it. So we decided that we're going to tackle The Witcher season one and two. We'll try to. In one. We'll try to. We'll see how it goes. Yes. Um, Because the summaries are kind of long. Yeah, it is. I mean, a lot happened in these episodes, but we'll try to get through it. Why don't you summarize season one? I'll try not to interrupt too much, and then we'll talk about our likes and dislikes. So if you did not watch season one, this is going to be a recap. If you did watch it, um, go ahead and leave a comment on how well Yahira did, because she's going to do amazing. (laughs) And if you leave a hate comment, you will be disintegrated. (laughs) Yeah, Shelly will take care of you. Yeah. I'm just with my 10 foot vertical leap. Oh my god. It'll take me two jumps to get to you. <laughs> Actually, no, I can only jump up. I can't go horizontally, so. Oh, that's that next year's resolution. <laughs> All right, so the first season of The Witcher is not told chronologically. So mm-hmm. if you watch it, all of these things are intertwining. And it's almost like plot twists after plot twists. Yeah. When you actually listen to the story, you, you'll realize that, oh, wait, that was mentioned on episode one or episode three or whatever. So you kind of have to piece it yourself. But I decided for the sake of the summary, I'm going to do it in chronological order. There are three main characters and each of them kind of have their own stories, but they do intersect. So since Yennefer of Vangerberg is the eldest of our three main characters, I'm going to start with her. Okay. She was deformed. She had a hunchback and she was mistreated by her family. But one day she's able to conjure magic. And so Tisea, Tisea is a mage, she shows up at her doorstep, at her family's doorstep, and she buys her from her family. Yennefer is taken to Aretuza, where she, along with other girls that Tisea scouted out, kind of hone in their magical abilities. At first, Yennefer struggles because she is a very emotional character, so she has a lot of chaos in her. Yeah, because you have to control your chaos to be a good mage. Exactly. And so Tisea actually tells Yennefer that they're very much alike in that nature, that she is also very emotional, but she's able to control it. With time, she does control herself. 
So Yennefer is quarter elf, which from what I understand, the elves are the ones that are more powerful with magical ability. So she is just more powerful. With time, she undergoes this surgery that makes her beautiful because remember, she was born deformed. Mm. And in exchange for this beauty, she gives up the ability to have her own children. So then that means that she becomes this powerful mage. Okay. So now on to Geralt of Rivia. When he was a boy, his mother left him for someone else to take him in, and this other person turned him into a witcher. And that basically means that it's like a process where he goes through like a mutation. Yes. That makes him stronger than humans. Very painful, by the way. Yeah, it's very painful, and many of them don't survive, but he, you know, he was one of the lucky ones. Yes. And he is basically a monster hunter for money. Mm-hmm. And many people look down on him because he's not really one of them either. And there's also this stigma that witchers are emotionless. Mm-hmm. So during a hunt, the town's bard known as Yaskier follows Geralt along. Not because Geralt wants him to be there, but Yaskier is like, oh, I just need inspo for a song, you know? So he's there, and he actually ends up witnessing Geralt spare the lives of these elves because, you know, he was paid to kill them, but he realized, oh, they're not monsters, so he's not going to kill them. Mm -hmm. So Yaskier is so inspired by it that he's just like, I'm going to write you a sick beat. And it was sick. And it was sick. (laughs) And so... His song took off, and because his song took off, then people's perception of Geralt started to shift. Not that everyone started to love him, but they started to see him differently. When Yaskier and Geralt meet again, Yaskier tells him, Hey, you want to come with me to a ball? I kind of need you there as my bodyguard because I kind of pissed someone off there. So can you be there for me, please? We're like buddies. We're buddies. We're homies. Hello. I released that hit song remember toss the corn to your witcher that was me i wrote that in like 40 minutes okay <laughs> i know you were there when i wrote it <laughs> and so of course Gerald at first is like "Ugh, you're so annoying but eventually he ends up going with him and during this ball it's at a place called sintra and we meet queen calanthe and she has her daughter pavetta during this ball there's like a bunch of guys that go up to them and they kind of almost like sell themselves they're like here's all the things that i can offer your daughter it's funny because one will be like i'm the youngest so i have the strongest seed oh my god i know he's like my family has been all men so Mm -hmm. i'm the one for you it's like ew first of all that's disgusting (laughs) so during this there is this man that shows up he's been cursed so his face resembles that of a hedgehog but he hell yeah by the way hell yeah queen calanthe is not down but this man tells queen calanthe that he has to marry pavetta because he had once saved queen calanthe's husband from death and he claimed the law of surprise as a way to pay the debt so what the law of surprise pretty much means is that something you have but don't know you have can be claimed by the person who you're indebted to but you don't get to choose what that is destiny chooses what that is So Pavetta is what he wants, but the queen is like, hell no. And so she orders her men to kill him. Yes. But Geralt steps in, our boy. He's like, hell no, he's not a monster, so you're not going to kill him. So he saves this man, and eventually Queen Calanthe blesses their marriage. And because she blesses their marriage, it breaks the curse. And this guy is so grateful to Geralt that he's like, you know what? Name your price. You can have anything you want. Anything you want. At first, Geralt was like, I don't need anything, bro. I'm good. Solid. But the guy is like, no, 
I'm indebted to you. What do you want? And so he tells him, all right, I'll just claim, you know, same tradition, law of surprise, because he says that destiny, like, what is destiny going to give him, right? His life has been pretty shitty up until now. So he's like, not hopeful for anything. But then all of a sudden, our girl Pavetta just like pukes. So they're like, oh shit, she's pregnant. So like, there's your love surprise right there. And Geralt is uh, not down, you know? He didn't. It's like, um, I came here for a good time, not to be a father. Okay. <laughs> He's like, this is not what I thought was going to happen at this ball. Mm. So he leaves like a good dad that he is. <laughs> As a role model. No. I need to go pick up milk. I'll be right back. I need to go pick up. I got to go pick up a cow. I'll be right back. I know. Just a whole cow. <laughs> so years later... After this ball, Geralt is hunting for a djinn, which is a genie, because he hasn't been able to sleep. Our poor boy, he's sleep deprived. And, you know, he's going crazy because of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And Yaskier shows up. And they both seem to unleash this djinn in its, like, confined vase. And it ends up hurting Yaskier. You know, it's like life or death. Because of some words that Geralt spoke that he didn't mean. He didn't mean it. Okay, so it kind of made it seem like the master of the djinn was Yaskier. But it was actually Geralt. And Geralt told him to shut up (laughs) or something along those lines. His throat started to swell. Yeah. And he was going to lose his singing voice. His singing voice after he wrote that hit. Geralt is doing his best to save him. He can only do so much, though. So he hears of a very powerful mage. And so he takes Yaskir to this mage, and it ends up being Yennefer. Mm-hmm. And Yennefer agrees, but, you know, she kind of has ulterior motives. We find out. We already found this out, but just to speed things along. Yennefer really, really wants to be a mother. And, you know, no matter what she does, she cannot change what the surgery did to her. So she thinks that because of... Oh, surgery to fix her deformity, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, in exchange, she can't be a mother anymore. Mm -hmm. So she thinks that, you know, there's got to be a way for her to be able to have that option. So she's trying to capture this djinn into her body... To hopefully, I am assuming, be powerful enough to undo that. But Geralt sees this and he's like, girl, you're going to lose your life. You're going to die over this. So he he has to make his final wish. By the way, his second wish was for someone's head to blow off. He didn't know, okay? That it was he, an accident. It was an accident. He didn't know that he was the master. But when his head blew off, he was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm the gin owner. Yeah, I'm the yeah. gin's master. So... Mm-hmm. He had to make his last wish, and he did make a wish. We don't exactly know what it is. We can talk about that later. He saves Yennefer, and then, you know, sparks are flying, you know? Yeah, they hella hella start flying. They have sex for the first time. Yeah, and it's funny because Yaskier thinks that... They're dead. Geralt is dead. He's like, I'm going to write the best fucking song. (laughs) Don't worry, bro. (laughs) And then he looks through a window and is like, oh... Well, they're really alive. <laughs> <laughs> Yennefer and Geralt's paths cross again later on. I'm just going to go faster. And they seem to have a really strong connection. Mm-hmm. But the relationship turns sour when Yennefer finds out that Geralt's third wish had something to do with her. That kind of makes her feel like her feelings for him are because of magic. Yeah. And so she leaves him because she doesn't trust her emotions 
And this pushes Geralt to fulfill his own destiny. So he heads to Sintra to check on that child surprise. You remember that child? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go be a dad. But Queen. Twelve years later, twelve or thirteen. I'm ready now. He's like, you know, comes I, with the milk. I, he's like, I thought about it, girl. I thought about it. I brought it. <laughs> but when he gets there, Queen Calanthe, she's not down. She's like, uh-uh, that's my only heir. I'm not down. You can't take her. She's mine. And she even tried to give him another girl, but it's it was like a whole thing. Mm-mm. And Geralt, he kept telling them that he would come back for the princess. And eventually he gets locked up in the dungeon. So the third main character is Princess Cirilla or Ciri. And she is the child surprise and she's about 12 or 13 now. In this moment, uh, Sintra is being attacked by Nilfgaard. And Queen Calanthe tells her, you have to find Geralt of Rivia. She's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> but she leaves. They try to save her. But the Black Knight, a character, yeah. a guy who's chasing her, he's a Black Knight. He grabs her, has her on the horse, and they're riding away into the sunset. And then there's a monolith there. And she screams and she breaks the monolith, which, by the way, monolith. Shouldn't they shouldn't break at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they should not break at all. Like, they're, like, impossible to break. And it cracks the ground. And that helps her escape. Yes. And at the same time, Geralt breaks out of the dungeon and he's looking for her in Zintra. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My God. And I'm just going to wrap up Siri's story. So she goes through a lot trying to survive on her own. She quickly learns that people were not fond of her grandmother, Queen Calanthe, because she treated the elves really, really poorly. She but never she, knew. Yeah, she didn't know that. And she befriends an elf named Dara, but he eventually leaves her because she's constantly putting his life in danger. Many people want to get rid of her because she is the sole heir to Sintra. During her journey, she's searching for Geralt of Rivia, but there is a moment where she's surrounded by four boys that she once knew when she was in the kingdom. And they're trying to drag her back to like a Nilfgaardian to collect money from her or for her. And Siri ends up blacking out, and when she wakes up, they've been killed brutally. Mm-hmm. And a woman in a small town near Sodden Hill takes Siri in to take care of her. So Nilfgaard didn't only attack Sintra. They're kind of making their way upwards, like up north. So they're planning to take over more kingdoms, which forces the northern mages to sort of have an emergency meeting. Yes. And most of them don't want to get involved, but there are a few that decide they will act on their own. And to stop them from continuing north, they set up in Sodden Hill to stop them from there. So at the end of the story, or at least the first season, the mages end up going against the Nilfgaardian army. And there's only 20 or 22 of them. So most of them end up being killed. Tesea advises to Yennefer that she should unleash that chaos that she's always suppressed. And when Yennefer does, she unleashes a fire that kills off a lot of the army. When it subsides, to say I cannot find her anymore. And she's screaming for her, searching for her. And at this point, Geralt shows up and he's also calling out for her. And at the same time, Siri has a dream about Yennefer. Yes. And she leaves the safety of that woman's home who took her in. She leaves the home and she runs into the woods. And after countless times of always missing each other, Geralt goes into the woods and they finally find one another. And he tells her that people that are linked by destiny will always find one another. And they hug. And they hugged. But then when Siri pulls away, she asks him who Yennefer is. And that's how the first season ends. Thank you for coming to my wrap up. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. We only took one shot. I'm dizzy, by the way. Damn, girl. Just to let you know. 
We took one shot. <laughs> we took one shot, but I have low tolerance. I can look at alcohol and feel drunk. <laughs> yeah. And I've also been drinking this the whole time and eating lemon. Uh-huh. So, I mean, let me just say, first impressions, mm-hmm. I loved The Witcher 1. And I, season one, that's what I mean. Yeah. I loved it so much and I did not think I would like it because I've never really been a fan of... Because when I think of The Witcher, I think of things like Game of Thrones, of Skyrim. You're not into that? It's not that I'm not into it, but I wouldn't actively seek it out. After watching The Witcher, I'm like, damn, I should really sit down and watch The Lord of the Rings because I've always wanted to, but oh, I haven't. so good. You want to watch it together? Oh my God, down. <laughs> I love those movies. But it was such a good watch. I did so not good. think I would enjoy it. As much as I did, I'll be honest, the whole like chronological thing threw me off. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was after I understood, after my brain clicked. You were I like, wait, 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 hold on. Now I got to piece it together. Yeah. <laughs> and also, bops in that freaking <laughs> season. So good. A bop after bop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scare be writing. He was like, you know, it's back then, but he's like, please follow me on SoundCloud. <laughs> you know, it's SoundCloud. called Yaskier, the official, because someone took Yaskier, but it's okay. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. What about your first impressions? Well, I was obsessed with the video game in 2015 or 2016. You were in college, right? Yeah. So the way that I even discovered this game is kind of interesting because when I was younger or a kid... I was super into the Fable games. Do you remember, I remember them? them? I was in love with those games, but I have a PS4, so I can't play them again. I was looking up games that are similar to Fable, and everyone kept recommending Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended up buying it, and I ended up loving Wait, it. Wait, is Witcher the same as Fable in the way that whatever you do kind of dictates how people view you? In Fable, all of your decisions kind of put you on a scale of how heroic or villainous you were. Mm -hmm. So you could have decided if you wanted to be a true hero or a true villain or somewhere in between. But with The Witcher, every decision you make does affect the ending, but it doesn't really affect how people view you, at least not the way that I've played. I mean, I haven't just gone into villages and like killed everybody, you know? Yeah. I haven't done that. I don't think you can. No, yeah, of course. Obviously. Weird. I'm not crazy. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you can, actually. Yeah, but a little different from Fable, but you still loved it. I loved it. It was so good. And it's a really long game because there's so many Side. side quests and stuff. It's really fun. When I watched the first season, I was a little nervous. Just because, you know, I really loved the game, mm-hmm. but I really, really liked the first season. And I agree that it is, it is kind of confusing that it's so intertwined, but I really liked that they really highlighted all three characters yes. in their own way, especially Yennefer. Yeah, Yennefer from the block. Yennefer from the block. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they were going to talk about her backstory, uh, but I really loved that they did. Uh, is that in the game too? No, and it's not really discussed in the book either. They kind of mention her backstory, but it's not, it's not. He never goes into it. Yeah, not in that much detail. I loved her backstory. It was so good. I did not think I would like Yennefer as much as I did. But in the end, I was like, yes. You you were down? (laughs) Yeah, because I feel bad for her. At first, I thought she was going to become a villain, but she just became a person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? Just, you know, a little mage. No big deal. (laughs) Okay, so. Why don't we talk about likes and dislikes? My first like is that I just really like Geralt as a character. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, my point where I started to like Geralt, I think it was episode one, 
where a priest had asked for help. Was it a priest? What was he? I had no idea what the heck he was. And he looked like one. He looked like a priest, but he was a, a guy who practiced magic, I think. Mm-hmm. And he had done wrong with a witch and basically was asking Geralt to kill this witch. And Geralt brought up the facts with like, you know, why are you making me decide to do this? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, you have to choose between the lesser evils. Keep the witch alive or kill her. Mm-hmm. And he brings up, if I have to choose between the lesser evils, why do I have to choose? How does he say it? The the he's, biggest evil, the middleest. And yeah, the he's worst. like, I mean, you know, evil is all around pretty much. I told my brother about that quote, and he was like, ah, that's stupid, because you got to choose anyway. And I, and I mean, I agree. You can't just not choose in life. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if life is hard, and it's like, oh, I'm in the negatives in my bank account. I'll just choose to ignore it. Like, yeah, you can't, you do, can't that. do that. But I agree with, it feels like the humans in this show, or everyone, decide to put, like, all of their troubles on a witcher because of that stigma of them not having emotions yeah so they're like you know what i have too many feelings but you don't have any feelings so you deal with this and i I really like that Geralt. no matter what he's true to himself Mm -hmm. like he won't become that stereotype of a witcher without emotions and even though he seems emotionless it doesn't mean what happens around him doesn't affect him yeah so he just sort of just gets by he's a really good character i feel like henry Cavill. I feel like Henry Cavill does a really good job portraying the Witcher. Yeah, I agree. I By the way, in season one, he looked really good. Really? I, I liked him better. His Interesting. Be- oh! The budget was higher in season two. Really? I did not know that. I thought the budget was lower. No, it's higher. <laughs> I thought he looked really good you in know, the first it's season. funny because... Oh, are you saying like just like the aesthetic? Aesthetic. Or? Aesthetic. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, I agree then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like Geralt as a character, main character. Beautiful. Oh, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Just like everything that he does, I'm like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. He got a dumpy too. <laughs> Dump truck. <laughs> I heard, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Henry Cavill had to get like their, the outfit that he was wearing tailored because his dumpy was so bad. <laughs> true i don't know we're not gonna spread allegedly allegedly (laughs) Allegedly, don't cover me cattle (laughs) don't cover me but isn't that a good thing yeah no we had a tailor it was weird it was like triple the size i don't know i don't remember just know there was a lot of zeros it's like you know the other actors they just weren't there you know the other actors they actually had a tighten it <laughs> but for me <laughs> for me they had to stretch it all out oh my god what about you i agree i loved his character as a whole i really liked that whole episode of the gin mm-hmm. because i don't know i just think that gerald's relationship with yaskier is so funny because mm-hmm. gerald doesn't talk a lot and yaskier won't shut up yeah <laughs> and it's just hilarious and it just, it really mattered to me that it, he showed that he really cared for him because he was willing to do whatever he can to save his voice. Yeah. <laughs> and even when he gets to Yennefer for the first time, it's like, oh, is this your friend? And he's like, he's like, don't, no, don't be weird. <laughs> yes, no, yes, yeah, no, yes. I, no. I don't know. I mean, we're kind of friends. Shut up. <laughs> she did write that one hit single. But like, <laughs> yeah, you can hear it on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, your official. Like, whatever. <laughs> I love. I also really loved his first meeting with Yennefer. And he was like, 
I got you your apple juice. I just like a whole orgy behind you. What is it, Wednesday today? Oh, yeah. Like, damn, I know. They were going fucking hard, too. And it was funny because Gaskier was fucking dying. And they just throw him into the orgy and they're like kind of all over him. And he's like, um, over Hello? here having a toad throat. Hello? <laughs> My poor boy. Can I tell you, though, when I saw Yennefer and Geralt together, like, romantically, did not think that was going to happen at all. Really? Yeah, it threw me off guard. It kind of... Because I really did like the first guy she was with, which was... I forget his name. Hold on. Pause. Gastrid? No, it starts with an I. Gastrid? It starts with an I. (laughs) No, he had a really cool name. I don't remember his name. Istrid. Yeah. That was close. No, you weren't. So it threw me off because I thought her and Istrid were going to go strong like together. Oh, but you know what? When they were having sex and she was making all of the old elven people watch him. And then at the end when he like, you know, completed. Having um, them clap. Having them clap. I was like, um. What is happening? It's, um, <laughs> Yen. Yenny, girl. I've been meaning to talk to you. Yenny from the vlog. You know, I love, I love you. I don't think your grandma, great-grandma, and great-great-grandma have to watch us. I mean, but if they want to. But the clapping was choice. I felt so I felt so good afterward. <laughs> it was I felt weird. validated. But I thought they were going to be together, but then he ended up being trash. Yeah. But um, them together, Yen and Carol, was a little weird to me at first. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> it was a little weird. Was it weird to you? Well, you knew. No, they're like soulmates. They're soulmates. They, now I see it. With my three eyes, now I see it. Three eyes. But with my two eyes before. I was literally so excited for them to meet that when that whole scene was happening, I was like, oh, fuck yes. Really? <laughs> yes, I was so excited. Oh, I love that for them. Yeah. They were really He's cute. like hella in love with her. Oh, I love that. In the video game, you're going to play it, right? Yeah. There's a scene. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the video game too much, but there's a scene when there's like a funeral. They're like standing next to each other and he's like, you look really good. And she's like, Carol, we're at a funeral. Stop, and he, Carol. And he's like, oh, you look really good at this funeral. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. He's God. always like, he's always complimenting her. Do you think that the show did a good depiction of how the video game characters looked? No, not really. The only one that I could say that kind of looked similar was Geralt. Mm. I thought that's, he looked pretty similar, too. That's pretty much it, though. I didn't know any of the other characters. Siri looks really different. <laughs> Let's talk about Siri. My girl. Our eyebrowless queen. Oh my god, yes. I love Siri because I feel like she's a very good representation. You know, sorry, hold on, wait, hold on. Not enough hairs in front of my face. You know, a really good metaphorical <laughs> representation of innocence. Yes, I agree. I really like how little she knows at the beginning of this show Mm -hmm. because everything she's figuring out just helps her know that the world isn't black and white it's so gray in between Mm -hmm. she knew so little about her grandma calanthe to the point where when she hears about like oh yeah she murdered a lot of people Mm -hmm. it kind of puts her in like okay well i guess she was not as great as i remember yeah you know and i'm i'm really happy that they did that to her so she can discover the world. And it sucks that she was alone for so long, but I feel like that helped her build as a character. Yeah, because she had to learn to survive on her own. And she did really good. And she was with Daro, who was like of elven blood, which they're not supposed to, in her books, get along at all. But mm-hmm. she sees them as people, mm-hmm. which they are people. 
But, you know, that's not something that Calanthe would have agreed with. Yeah, but it's interesting because she does have elven blood. Yes, she does. So it's like, what the heck? It's kind of weird. Any other likes that you have from season one? Oh, wait. While you're looking for your like, how do you feel about us not knowing Geralt's last wish? So, okay. So interesting about his last wish is that it's the same in the book. It's never revealed what the last wish is. And the author, which, by the way, who is this written by? We didn't even say. Geralt, actually. <laughs> Ken- Henry, Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. But he wrote his name, like, all mixed letters. <laughs> Rahen. So I think that you can assume what the wish is, right? You can guess what it is. Yes. Can I tell you what I thought it was? Yeah. I thought it was going to be something along the lines that their fates were always going to be intertwined. Yeah. That's it. I didn't think about life or death. I just thought that no matter what, their fates are always intertwined. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he thought of it anything more than that, but it became more than that. Right. What about you? So what I assumed was the same thing. In that moment, obviously, Yen is super reckless Mm -hmm. and ready to die for this desire to be a mother. So I also assumed that his wish was to bind them together because she can't be killed because if she's binded to him, then the djinn can't kill its own master. That's what I was about to say. So that's what I thought. And I think that's the closest mm-hmm. to what the fans assume, at least. Yeah. Because you know what's interesting? The author hasn't actually come out and said what the wish was. But people started to assume that Geralt wished for Yen and Geralt to be parents. For example, I wish to have a kid with Yennefer kind of thing. Yeah. And that was the only time he was like, uh, no, that <laughs> was not the wish. <laughs> That's funny. By the way, the author is Andrzej Sapowski. Yeah. Andrzej, Andrzej Sapowski. Yeah. He's a Polish author, right? Yes. Polish fantasy writer. Well, he looks like the happiest man in the world. Look at that <laughs> smile. Oh my God, he does. Hello? Oh my God. So Him and my cute. grandpa would be best friends. Maybe. <laughs> no, they won't. Um, <laughs> Grandpa, my grandpa's not down. I just really loved Yennefer as a character. Mm-hmm. I love that we got to see her do everything possible to become powerful because she'd always been bullied. And especially, it must really hurt to be sold for so little by her oh family. Oh, my God. Fuck that. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> and then she did try to take her own life when she made it to Aratuza. So she's been through a lot. It makes sense to me why she's so desperate to be a mother. Her reasoning is because she wants to be important to someone. And I just thought it was so cute that when she told Geralt that his response was, well, you're important to me. I was like, damn, Geralt. I love them so much. They dated for a total of two seconds, by the way. I know. But those two seconds hit. We're really cute. They're really good. The fact that he was still there the next day after they had sex, too, mm-hmm. when they were on the golden dragon hunt, mm-hmm. I thought was really cute. Because the first mm-hmm. thing he says to her is good morning. And I'm like, <laughs> like, damn, it is a good morning. It is a good morning. I love how he's like, obs- <laughs> like really obsessed with her smell, too. The lilac and gooseberries. I like that, too, because it's mentioned in the game because he's looking for her and he's like you know she smells like lilac and gooseberries and they're like oh yeah yeah. oh that's so crazy because i smelled gooseberries (laughs) just this morning i think she passed by actually so weird (laughs) kind of weird timing you know that's really sweet how did you feel about the other characters like what other characters really stood out to you to but only because of that one scene where 
They were doing like the ceremonies on who became a mage. She told Yen to go wait in her room. And Yen heard her call a bunch of other girls. And Yen was like, God damn it. I didn't get it. But I studied. Uh You know? And she goes to see Taseya turn a bunch of girls into eels. Yeah. And then Yen is like. So it's the girls who didn't make it. The girls who didn't make it. And then Yen kicks all the girls into the water. And that made me not like Taseya. She didn't kick them. She, like, nudged them. No, she kicked them. She was like, well, why would you threw them? them? But the fact that she's like, oh, okay, I get it. Bye. Well, Bye, Brittany. Bye, Tiffany. Well, her, th- her thing was always, like, sometimes the best thing a flower can do is die. So I feel like that went with her saying. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. I mean, it sucks for those girls. But I feel like that's there what keeps the place alive, right? That was the whole point. Yes. Still, I don't think it should have been done that way. But then this whole story kind of feels like no place is perfect. Like you can back up Nilfgaardians and you can back up people of Sintra. There is no black and white in this. It's all gray. Yeah. So I feel like that's the same with Taseya. That's the same with Yennefer. You can dislike Yennefer if you wanted to because she has done things that are horrible. Yeah. And she has her own motives. Mm -hmm. Same with Geralt. It's like. Mm-hmm. They're all very gray characters, but I like that a lot. Me too. I, <laughs> I love just, them. To say it kind of feels iffy to me. Mm. I get it. Thank you. I still like kind of love her though. I love that for you. <laughs> I don't love that in general. <laughs> I don't love that for me, you know? Um, what about any other characters? Well, I feel like you're trying to make me say it, but yes, Kier. Love that man. I love him too. I knew he was going to be a favorite too. Because even people who didn't watch The Witcher, all of my freaking siblings, because I told you, when I watched this series, Mm -hmm. I was at a cabin Mm -hmm. celebrating Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I love that for you. (laughs) I remember seeing that character. And when the song came up, all of my siblings who had passed knew the song. Mm -hmm. They were like, yeah, that blew up when The Witcher was big, Mm -hmm. like the series. The first season, yeah. Yeah, the first season. And I just knew he was going to be a character favorite or an audience favorite. I did not want to like him only because I was like, okay, well, if he's an audience favorite, I'm going to like someone else. You're like, I'm going to pick someone else. (laughs) He's so sweet. He's really sweet. It made me really sad when him and Geralt had that fight in season one where Geralt kind of told him to fuck off. Yeah. Okay. So basically they had a fight because that was the moment when Yennefer and him kind of ended whatever they had. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you made a wish to the djinn. That's why I'm so fixated by you. So she couldn't trust her own feelings. So she leaves Geralt. And I mean, Geralt kind of did have a point though. Everything bad that had happened to Geralt up at this point had kind of been Yaskier's fault. Yeah. Because that's how he met Yennefer. Mm -hmm. That's why he was in the ball in the first place with his child surprise. So he was like, Yaskier, I'm over it. I'm over you. Tired of it. Get out. Just get out. Leave me alone. I felt so bad, but I I understand his rage. Mm -hmm. Also, at that point, I don't know if this is his name. Villain Tretton Mirth. Villain Trenton Billy? <laughs> Billy? <laughs> Who? Billy B? Billy T? Who is that? Um, he, The Golden Dragon. Oh, uh, I don't remember his name. Villain Trenton Mirth. Sure. Okay. Well, there was a, an episode where they were looking for a Golden Dragon, but the it Golden was, Dragon... It was, was the same episode. The just Golden Dragon was earlier. just the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> but the Golden 
golden dragon talks to Yen and Geralt and basically says, even though like destiny has intertwined you, destiny is not enough to keep you guys together. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really sad. Yeah. Because <sighs> they both really liked each other. But because of circumstances, I understand why Yen left. I would have left. Would you? Yeah, I think I would have. Because I would have felt unappreciated. You know what, that Geralt? feels so disingenuous. You know what, Carol? I would have been with you all the way. Even though your ass is fat, I can't <laughs> stay. I can't, I can't stay in this relationship. Damn. Even though it's Tuesday dump truck day, <laughs> I can't stay. <laughs> And Gar- or not Geralt. Yes, Gary's like, can you say that again, actually? That line was good. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you like in season one? I saw, I think on Twitter, I don't mm-hmm. remember where I saw. Mm-hmm. Geralt and Yaskier are like really popping on fanfiction. Like, what? Like, really? popping. I didn't, well, now that you bring it up, I'll think about it, but I didn't even, cons- well, Whoa. I feel like had I not, you know, had I not already known the story, maybe, but I love him and Yennefer, so. I do too. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Experimenting boys. Papa. Maybe. He's like, please, Geralt, I just gotta write a lyric, like a quick one. I gotta know you. (laughs) I gotta know who you really are. Can I bring up another like? Yes. I love, it's not a like, it's a love. Very mm-hmm. rare on Starry and Things to have a love, but this is a love. Oh. Like, I would die for this. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I would. For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> Thank you. I really, 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 really like the fact that the first time Geralt and Siri meet, they hug. Oh. I like that so I did too. much. It, I like, was, like, almost into it. It was funny because throughout the whole series, every time I thought about them, I'm like, they seem like an awkward pair pair like i wouldn't see both they feel like characters from different series like i don't see them together mm-hmm. but as soon as they looked at each other you were like hell father, yeah daughter let's go <laughs> it was so cute like that hug felt like everything to me and the fact that they knew yeah they didn't even have to ask they were like no. you it's you <laughs> oh actually i'm not <laughs> i'm not girl. i'm ted I'm, wait you're not no. Monica? Like, no. <laughs> like wait, who, who are you again? <laughs> I just wanted a good hug. It's like, sorry I've been gone for 12 years, but you know, that line I, for the milk really long. He like takes out like 2%. Just like you like, actually I like soy. God damn it. God fucking damn it. I gotta go back. You know what? I'll be right back. <laughs> but I love, I love that hug. Uh, so, so did much. I. It meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it obviously meant a lot to them. It did. <laughs> I also really liked when yeah. she asked about Yennefer. How did you feel about that? That was so funny. That was cute. That was really like, who's Yennefer? Actually, you know, this hug means a lot, but who's Yennefer? You're like second daughter, maybe? <laughs> okay. Okay, I, we've known each other for two seconds and you're already cheating on me? I know, come on. <laughs> With another daughter? <laughs> weird. I don't know. Weird that you were asking for her, but not for me, who, um, you know, has been... Outside of a kingdom, by the way. Yeah. Whatever. Running away from my dear life. <laughs> Thank you. But any dislikes of the show that you have? Ass uh, not fat enough? <laughs> ass nice. <laughs> you know, I actually wrote like, oh, I guess I wrote like an overall thoughts thing. Let me read it. Okay. Just, let's see what I thought when I finished it. Go ahead. So, so my overall thoughts for the first season is that I think it was a really good start. And I like that all three characters had their own buildup. 
But at least we knew from the start that Geralt and Ciri were connected from the very beginning, but we slowly learned that Yennefer also had this same connection between her and Geralt, which in turn makes her have a connection with Ciri. Yes. And that is even more reassured at the end of the season when Ciri asks for Yennefer, never having met her before, but she saw her in a dream. Yeah. I really love that Geralt's character was built through every episode in that the beginning he really didn't want Ciri to be involved in his life because it's a hard life to live. But at the end of the day, he realized that he needed to honor his child's prize. And yes. when he decided to go find her, I really liked that. They were always near each other, but they always missed one another until the very end. Mm. I also want to say that I always loved Yennefer's character, even in the game. She's kind of a bossy, independent bitch. But that I love can, that. But that I can understand why people mm. don't like her because she's a bit polarizing. And she does have a tendency to use people to her advantage. But I really liked that even in the show, she was still very much the same as she was in the game and that her character was similar to the one in the book as well because she had the same origin story. I don't think I had any dislikes. I didn't either. I think overall the show felt really nice to me, like a nice watch. Mm -hmm. I would recommend it to people. I recommended it to my family, but they refused to watch it. So... Um, please, everyone who listens to story and things, recommend it to your family. And hopefully they won't be so rude. Tell them about Henry's dumpy. <laughs> kind of big. He's dumpy? He's dumpy. <laughs> season one rating. Season one rating. Season Easy. one. Hold on. Season one rating. Mm, I feel like for me it's different because even though it was a little bit confusing and people did complain about the timeline or mm. the timeline always interjecting and being kind of like going back and forth. Yeah. People did complain about that and I get it, but because I always knew that all three characters were connected, I was down. All down, you know? So you were more like, you should have played the game before you watched it. Yeah, so that sounds like a you problem, you know what I mean? Mm, okay. <laughs> or at least watch like a gameplay, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play the game, so I, you're kind of coming for me right I, now, but whatever. I am coming for you. Thank you. Okay, so... <laughs> so anyway, I would give it a 5 out of 5. Thank you. You would? I nice. loved it. And I loved Siri. I loved Yennefer. Geralt was all right. I'm just kidding. No, I did love him. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mention Triss. You kept saying you love Triss. Honestly, I love her in the second season. Don't remember her in the first at all. Mood. Wait, the, but the first she fights at the, she fights the last the war of Sodden. Mm-hmm. Our Battle of Sodden. Sorry. Mm, my bad. <laughs> no, but um, also, five out of five. Uh-oh. This was a very good Netflix watch. Oh, I usually nice. don't get super connected to Netflix series. Yeah. The last one I got connected to was Squid Game, and that's been a while. That's been a minute. Yeah. So pretty good. Pretty good. I really liked it. Would recommend it to anyone who's willing to watch it. I mean, it's And who's, who's of age. <laughs> who's of age. Oh, yeah. There, there was a lot of sex scenes and nudity. Sorry. I told my parents that they should watch this, and I was like, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. And they were like, you mean like naked? You mean People like, are naked? You mean like ass? You mean like, you mean like sexo? And I was like, yeah. Mucho sexo. Mucho sexo. <laughs> so sorry about that, bro. <laughs> yeah, because when I recommended Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, by the way, you know, it is a little, you know, because my parents are pretty old fashioned, yeah. you know, and they're not. They don't watch shows like that. So when they were watching Game of Thrones, they were like, oh, yes, Mia, what am I watching? Like um, They did. They did not like the ending. Uh, well. Mood. I mean. Explainable. Who did? <laughs> um, What about Witcher? Have they watched it? Not yet. No. Tell them they need to get on it because our episode already came out and now they're late. So hurry up. Yeah, I will. I will. Don't worry. So now that you 
talked about season one. I'm going to butcher season two right now. You're not going to butcher yes, season I am. two. So season two of The Witcher mm-hmm. begins right after the end of the first season. So we see the victory of our main characters in the Battle of Sodden against in the Battle of Sodden against Nilfgaard. Mm-hmm. The war ends thanks to Yennefer, who under Tissaia's command releases her chaos and caused this big fire explosion mm-hmm. in order to get rid of everyone. So let's go back to Geralt and Ciri, which, by the way, Ciri, eyebrowless queen no more. I know. They yeah, gave she, her brows. <laughs> she went on the horse eyebrowless. <laughs> she went on roach eyebrowless, but came off with eyebrows. So when when she got and off for the longer first hair. time, when she got off for the first time, it was like a different girl. Came <laughs> just Geralt putting her down. Whoa. <laughs> Who are you? You're the same girl that was on here. I thought it was a different actress, but she just has eyebrows now. Yeah. So eyebrow queen, I guess. She, I really like the eyebrow. She did one. have eyebrows before. They were just blonde. Eyebrowless queen, though. And now they're just brown. So. Okay. She's so, brunette. So Geralt and Ciri, who have finally caught up with each other, travel to Sodden in search of Yen, but were met with tragic news that no one has really found her. She's presumed to be dead. Mm-hmm. Without much else of a plan, Geralt and Ciri travel to Kaer Morhen, which is the last hidden witcher community where Geralt grew up in. Mm-hmm. So there's only around 20 or maybe 15 witchers in this community. Mm-hmm. Those are all the witchers that are left in the world. Yeah. Because apparently to make a witcher, you need elven blood, but there are no, well, to everyone's knowledge at this point. There's no pure elven no blood. No pure elven, uh, elvens to give elven blood. While all this is going on, we see through the eyes of Yennefer, who is very much alive, and she was taken hostage by the Sodden um, side, which is another mage that grew up with her named Fringilla. Mm-hmm. So Fringilla is holding her hostage for a total of maybe two or three seconds. Don't don't want to go into specifics, but Yennefer does get out. When Yennefer does go back to Tissaia, her loyalty is questioned due to her past and just people in general not just trusting Yennefer. So Mm -hmm. in order to make Yennefer seem loyal to people fighting for Sintra, she was asked to kill the Black Knight, which was the guy who was chasing Ciri in the first... In the very first episode. Yeah, in the very first episode in the first season. His his name's Kahir. Kahir. But Yennefer refused to do this because she didn't want to do it under the... Their command. The command of the people who were asking her to do it. So she's like, fuck it. She lets Kahir out and they both run away. Mm-hmm. So just to speed up a little bit, her and Fringilla end up meeting again as both of them become prisoners in an elven community ran by a lady named Francesca. Mm-hmm. So Yen tries to manipulate the leader in order to get herself out, which is something she used to do back then. So she starts singing some of the elven songs because, as mentioned in the first season, she is quarter elven. But Francesca gets really mad by this and ends up saying, do you sing our songs? Have you ever shed a tear over the elven, anything elven? Which is like, damn, that's that's kind of true. You shouldn't be doing that if mm-hmm. you're not actually feeling the emotions of the elven or the elven histories. So here, all the characters start to have dreams involving something they yearn for, which often ends with a cloaked individual. We hear about Fringilla's dream, which is about her winning the war, I think that's what hers was. 
And then Francesca, the leader of the elven community, she has her child who is pure elven blood. Yeah, because her pregnancies have kept failing before then. She keeps getting stillborns or miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And then we see Yennefer's, which is her having a happy family with Geralt and finally being able to get pregnant. Which, by the way, that threw me off. And then all of a sudden, her baby caught on fire. And I was like, oh, shit. These weird dreams keep ending with a cloaked figure telling them to, I guess, to stop or kind of trying to lure them in, which is the work of the deathless mother, as we end up learning. She promises so much to the three individuals that Francesca, the elven community leader, and Fringilla, the second leader, I guess, the mage to the leader of Nilfgaard, mm-hmm. um, start to believe this, and they actually end up teaming up. After all, the Deathless Mother feeds into the desires and feasts on the pain of people. So, of course, they're they're very swayed by the desires, so they're willing to give into this. Yeah. Um, Frangilla allows the elven community to actually move into Nilfgaard because they are kind of li- just living in the forest. Mm-hmm. And she does this as a, tell me if I'm using this right, a de facto leader. So she's currently leader because Kahir is missing. I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And as leader, she lets the elven community move in, which is a very big deal because humans and elvens aren't supposed to get along because of the racism that lies in these communities. Right. And elves are considered like second class humans in just in general, not just with humans, but... Yes, so this is a first, as elven and humans are not supposed to get along. However, Frangela feels that it's best to work in numbers against Mm. Sintra. Yeah. Okay, so back to Geralt and Ciri. So like I said, they went to Kaer Morin, Mm -hmm. which is the Witcher community, and they have a visitor who is Yen's friend, who also fought in Sodom, by the way. Her name is Triss. um, Marigold. Triss Triss Marigold? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Triss is here, and... She's here and notices that any time Siri spills blood, because by the way, Siri is training right now. Mm-hmm. And cute thing to mention, the way she's training seems very like she gets her aspirations from Geralt, mm-hmm. which are really it's cute. So cute. It seems like everything she wants to be is like him because she likes how he views the world, mm-hmm. how he doesn't have a bias. And she just wants to be more like that where things do not affect her as much. Yeah. So while Triss is here, she notices that anywhere that Siri bleeds, there seems to be a sort of blossom of a flower that's apparently supposed to not exist unless elven blood has bled onto that ground. Yeah. So that kind of pieces things together. And Vesemir, who is the man in charge of the Witcher community, mm-hmm. and Triss figure out that Siri's blood being spilled is producing this flower which can also help make witchers because this flower is supposed to help make witchers. Mm -hmm. So Vesemir, of course, seeing that the witcher community is dying is like, okay, we need your blood, Siri. Please, no take backsies. We really need it. No take backsies. (laughs) And you know what? Siri's actually very okay with this Mm -hmm. if she can be the first one to become a witcher. Mm -hmm. I don't think she understands the severity of this because Vesemir does warn her that people, mostly boys, it's always boys, Mm -hmm. who try to be witchers, they don't all make it. It is a very small... He said most of them don't. Yeah, it is a very small um, percentage percentage of boys who actually become witchers. Mm -hmm. And even so, it is a very painful process. Mm -hmm. 
But this but is she's like down. She's down. She's like, what were you saying? Oh, sorry, keep actually, going. rolling up her sleeve, like, uh huh. <laughs> oh, sure, keep going. So Vesemir is like, okay, you know what? Geralt's not here. What Geralt doesn't know? Yeah, Geralt is gone because he's checking on the monoliths. So the monoliths, remember in season one, are the ones that always broke anytime Siri screamed. Mm-hmm. But she's only so, broken one. She's only broken one, but this seems like a weird thing to happen. Mm-hmm. So he's off researching these. So while this is going on, Fringilla and Francesca, which is the Nilfgaardian current leader, and Francesca, the elven community leader, um, they're both doing well, but Kahir, who was the man who escaped because Yan refused to kill him, comes back, by the way, looking hella pathetic. <laughs> he looks really pathetic, mm-hmm. which kind of is very off-putting because even though he is, in fact, the leader, everyone in this community now looks to Frangilla because she's there with the people. Yeah. She is there making the changes. So it's a little off-putting because she's viewed as a leader, mm-hmm. even though Kahir is there being a leader. Mm-hmm. So Francesca does give birth to uh, an baby. elven child who she names Fiona. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So Geralt and Siri end up leaving in order to research the monolith. Just kidding. Did she actually choose the name Fiona? Wasn't she just, like, considering the name Fiona? I think she chose Fiona. No, because remember, somebody came in and they, she said another name. What about name. this name? Dara came in. By the way, Dara's in this community because he's around Elvin. Yeah, but remember, she said another name, and he was like, I like that name, and it wasn't Fiona. Geralt comes in, seeing Siri about to... Be injected. About to become a witcher. black liquid. And he, like, grabs her and like, what the fuck are you doing? I've been gone five fucking minutes. What's happening? I've been gone for five minutes, and you're about to change your whole fucking life? And she's like, I want to do this. It's not a phase, Dad. But... I believe that they end up leaving around this point because they want to research more on why things are occurring, mostly the monoliths, right? Um, Yeah, but just something else to note. While Geralt was gone, Triss Marigold also went through this dream-like state with Ciri. It's kind of like she was trying to fix things in her life by going through this dream sequence, but it was different than what it normally is because because it started to show things that Ciri shouldn't know about. And also, it started to speak to her. Because in this dream sequence, you're supposed to watch it as a bystander. Yeah. But it started to interact with her. And through this, Triss kind of came up with the assumption that whatever Siri is, is pure evil. And she's going to bring destruction to the world. Yeah. Which, nice thing to say to a freaking 13, 14-year-old. Because she kept saying, like, there's no stopping her. So. So, when Siri and Geralt are gone, a man does pop up in Care Moran. And he is looking for Siri. And he gets mm. in a fight with Vesemir mm-hmm. and ends up taking the flask that contains Siri's blood and is like, if I don't have her. This is good enough good for enough. now. Yeah. They didn't mention how much of her they wanted. So here it goes. Mm-hmm. So back to Geralt and Siri. They end up in this place that's kind of like a pit stop. That's very, very safe. Nothing ever happens there. It's like a temple. It's a temple that's supposed to It's help. not a pit stop. He, he wanted her to train there. Yeah, he wanted her to train there, but it didn't last. Yeah. Because even though she was about to start her training, um, I think it was the first day. Well, first of all, they crash into Yen there. Hey, had, Yennefer. Who had also come into the temple. Yeah. And it was really nice. You know, it was a little reunion. Because she hadn't seen Geralt in, like, 
a minute. And she was being really nice, but just to mention, right before she got there, somewhere before, um, she had a vision of the deathless mother. And the deathless mother was telling her, if you want your powers back, because by the way, after the whole chaos explosion in episode uh, one, but the end of season one, she lost her powers. Yeah. So if she's she, been powerless this whole season. Yeah. So if she wants her powers, she needs to bring a sacrifice, which would be Siri. But she didn't know who Siri was. Uh-huh. She just saw a flash of her face and she's like, got it. And she sees Siri with Geralt. She's like, what the heck? This is your child surprise? This is your child surprise? Oh my god, surprise! CS? Oh my gosh! She realizes that she needs to take her in order for her to get her powers back. Mm-hmm. But everything kind of works out in Yen's favor because the assassin that was in Care Moran um, shows up shows in up this temple and attacks. And, and even though. And Geralt, obviously trusting Yennefer. Yeah. He's like, Yennefer, take her. Or no, sorry, Yen, take her. And Yen does. Yen takes her. And it's really cool because during this moment, um, they're trying to escape. And Yen is talking to Siri because right now Geralt is fighting the assassin guy. Mm-hmm. And Yen and Siri are hiding in a room together. Mm-hmm. And Yen is like, you have powers. You can make a portal to another place. Yeah, so she's like already teaching her at this point. Yeah, and they, and Siri's like, I thought you were the most powerful mage, and she's like, Well, not right now. So just you do it, you do it. <laughs> yeah, but they end up escaping together, mm-hmm. and Yen takes this as an opportunity of like, Hey, I can use this in my favor. But remind me if I'm wrong. When Yen is leaving, she looks back at Geralt, and Geralt kind of sees what what she's she has doing, an ulterior motive, doesn't know what. Because at this point, Geralt had already beaten the assassins Mm -hmm. and he's like yen stop and she's like i'm sorry i can't which is really sad so right now at this moment yen and siri are heading towards sintra Mm -hmm. the last monolith area they were going they were going towards sintra they were going towards sintra because they assumed that these assassins were taking Geralt to sintra yes but the deathless mother said bring siri to sintra and through, like, this door, that's where the sacrifice would happen. So Geralt was never actually in Sintra. She just made Siri believe that yeah, she was so that he was there. Yen was being facetious, and Siri a believed little. it. A little. Just, like, a little. <laughs> but Geralt wants to figure out what's happening. And Yen did mention before that she had ran into Yaskier a moment ago. Well, she did. Yeah, she had ran into him. And so Geralt thought, if I can find him, maybe I can figure out what she's trying to do. Through Yaskier, he learns. By the way, they meet each other. And even though Yaskier is still kind of mad, he's like, fuck it. And they hug. And it's really cute. Mm-hmm. But Yaskier does reveal that Yen has lost her power, something that Geralt didn't know at the moment. Mm-hmm. And she kept repeating something that was like, open your doors, hut, hut. Mm-hmm. which immediately Geralt notices this is the chant for the Deathless Mother. They piece together that Yen is going to sacrifice Ciri in order to get her powers back. Mm-hmm. When Geralt figures out where Yen is through Yaskir, he ends up going there. And by the way, through the voyage that Yen and Ciri had together, Yen does end up seeing that Siri is a very important person and actually feels a little bad about what she's about to do. Mm-hmm. So Geralt gets there immediately and Yen is like, I'm so fucking sorry. I understand why she's important now. But Geralt's like, shut, shut, because I don't forgive you. You you can just take someone's daughter, <laughs> try to kill her and then be like, ooh, take me back to me. I'm so sorry. That was just a joke, bro. It was a prank. You didn't get it? It, it was, was a, a joke. Prank. 
look, there's a camera right there. There's a camera right there. And Ashley Kutcher right there. Ashley <laughs> Kutcher, come on out. Okay, but... Oh, can I just mention one thing, though? While Yen and Siri were traveling together, Siri does ask, like, what were you feeling towards Geralt? Like, what is it? What would you describe it as? sparks flying or no? (laughs) (laughs) And Yen answers, I don't know, longing, regret, hope, fear. Mm. And then Siri smiles to herself and is like, oh, so you are in love with him, too. That's really cute. (laughs) Well, you love him, too. Yeah, you love him. Okay, wow. <laughs> got a season two fan right here. Okay. I've so, only seen it like three times. Every time. <laughs> back to my girls, Fringilla. Also, wait, before you, I also want to point out that while Yen and Siri are together, mm-hmm. she's also teaching Siri how to control her magic. Yes. And she's teaching her how to do things, and she's like kind of coaching her through it. So she's a very good teacher, by the way. Yeah, she's a great teacher. So she's showing her things as well. So this is before Siri figures out her ulterior motive. And actually, like, I didn't 100% understand that scene where everything just goes black except Siri and Yen. But I think, because does Siri touch her arm? Or does Yen let her in? Is Yen like talking to her through her mind. Because that's something they can do. They can see their mind. Right, but right? she doesn't have her powers. So, yeah. I, I mean, maybe Siri's the one who's controlling it, but Yen does confess to her oh, what she's doing. And at that point, Siri's mad. Uh, Yen confesses what she's doing because she's like, if you know it's bad, why are you still taking me? And she's like, I don't know. The ground breaks again for some reason. Does she scream? The ground is breaking, isn't it? She does scream. Okay, so the ground is breaking and then, like, people are coming out from Sintra to, you know, fight them. Yes. And that's when Geralt shows up. And I actually really love that scene because the the smaller the smaller people, I forgot what they're called. They have a name. They were there, too, with him. Yes, they were. I forgot what, but I think they asked him, right? Like, what is she to you? And then he grabs uh, his sword and he puts it to Yennefer's throat. And he's like, mine. Like, she's mine. And he's, she's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, you, well, you should have said that. Well, you should have told me when we were at the I temple. Know. How was I supposed to know this was your child's surprise? There's no, like, label on her. I know. Do you want me? <laughs> like, Lister, I'm just right there. Oh. There's a tattoo. <laughs> child of surprise. <laughs> So I did really love that scene. <laughs> I did so. really like it too. Sorry, keep going. So Frangilla and Francesca, best of friends, by the way. Besties till the end. Yeah. So Francesca brings up to Frangilla, like, you know, you're the leader here, not Kahir. Like, who is this loser? I don't really vibe with that guy. <laughs> who even is he? <laughs> don't even know him. Is he even Kahir? I don't know. Well, anyway. I thought it was the Black Knight. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. That, that's, that's a secret. Fra- Francesca? Ends up giving birth <laughs> to her, her daughter around this time. I think it's around this time that it happens. Whenever it happens, Dara, who is scared for his life and is kind of looking out for himself, does end up letting people, higher-ups, know that Francesca did give birth to Fiona. And Fiona ends up getting assassinated. Yeah. Killed in her really sleep. Really sad. It is really sad, but it is a very hard blow for Francesca. 
she ends up cursing a bunch of mothers but, too and killing their children. Yeah, she, she oh gets her, she gets revenge. Yeah. But the reason why this is happening is because her relationship with Frangilla is kind of breaking at this point. Because Frangilla is being advised by Kahir that oh why are we why are we becoming besties with them? Hold yeah, up. because apparently Hold they're going to turn on us. Yeah, exactly. Like we can't just be friends with them. Mm-hmm. So because her relationship is getting you know tested. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's strained with Francesca, like Francesca and Frangilla. That's why the whole like power kind of breaks, right? Because mm-hmm. that was the whole point of the deathless mother. Like you have to keep the bond strong, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's why they lost the things that they were promised by yes. the deathless mother. And remember, she feeds on pain. So while everything is going wrong for them, she's becoming stronger. Yes. Back in Caramoran. Well, actually not in Caramoran. Triss actually left after Caramoran because after all this is going on, after she had her discovery that Siri can be something really evil, she goes back to Tesea and basically tells her everything because she's the only lady that she trusts. Mm-hmm. But you know, Tesea tells her significant other everything. Vulgaforts. Oh my and Vulgaforts just pops off on her. It's like, tell me when, tell me all the five W's. Come on. Like, you don't tell me everything. But Triss ends up going back to Sodden because of this. And around this time, Siri, Yen, Yaskier, and Geralt end up going back to Karamoran. Yes. Kind of, but not really. So that whole moment after Geralt finds Yennefer and Siri, he tells Yaskier to take Siri back to Karamoran because he's going to help Yen defeat the Deathless Mother. Yes. Which I love that he didn't even say anything. He was like, we got to go somewhere else. Like, he didn't even ask her, like, so, like, what happened? Like, what happened with the Deathless Mother? <laughs> what at the end? Come on, tell me. So, by the time that they reached this house that she's confined in, she was it's already... Open. Like, it's completely open. She was locked in there by witchers. But, a long time ago. But her power was so strong because she was feeding on all three of them that, you know, she was able to break out. And so, she, when she breaks out, she's, like, traveling all around this world and she gets into Siri. So Geralt and Yen end up making their way back to Kermoran where they see Siri or they hear about Siri killing all the witchers in their sleep, mm-hmm. which is such a sad moment yeah. because these are the people that in season two Siri grew up with. And I really like how it was portrayed in season two because at first they were kind of weirded out by her being there. But then it became to the point where they would talk about like they would just make jokes like. Oh, what's something that's dumb? And then Siri would be like, Lambert. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was a really good relationship. So the fact that she's possessed and killing all of these witchers is so heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But they have the fight with the Deathless Mother, who is in Siri's body. And they notice that they can't get rid of her. Because no matter what they throw at her, their pain and everything is making her stronger. And it's tough, too, because Siri, while she's being... Well, while she's being used by the Deathless Mother, she's stuck in this trance of the last day that she was with her family in Sintra before everything went to ruins by the Nilfgaard attack. So she's in a place where she wants Is to she? be. Well, she's in a- isn't her family like didn't her parents die way before that? Well, she's with the last good memory that she had. But before. her parents are there. Her parents are there at the end, which is when she notices that it's not really a 
Like a real. A real thing. But she starts to realize, like, you know, as much as I miss this, this isn't the life that I used to have. Mm-hmm. But she starts to break out of it once um, Geralt realizes that the Deathless Mother feeds off of pain. So we have to do the opposite of that. Of fighting her. Yeah. So instead, he tells all the other witchers that are alive, which Vesemir, by the way, was so down to kill Ciri at the yeah. moment. Because it was all his voice. stabbed her and everything. He was like, mm, I'm going I'm to gut her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then they do all realize that like we're not supposed to be doing this. We're mm-hmm. supposed to... Do the opposite of what the Deathless Mother do. And I really like it because they're all like, Siri, it's us. It's me, Lambert. Come on. You're bestie, remember? Yeah. I so made fun of you one time, but it was fine. It was fine. And they all start calling out to her. And it's really cute because the last thing she hears is, is Geralt saying, come home. Mm-hmm. Come home to us. And she realizes that no matter how much she wants to stay in that trance, she knows that that's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. And she needs to move on. So she breaks out of the trance. Oh, no. She tries to break out of the trance, but the Deathless Mother says, you can't do that to me. And they realize they can't do it because they don't have another host for the Deathless Mother to go into. Because mm-hmm. she she needs a host. Yes. Yeah, so Yen realizes that in order to make a host, I will give her one. Mm-hmm. So she slits her wrists. And, Graphic. Yeah. <laughs> and ends up becoming the host that the Deathless Mother needs. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the Deathless Mother is out of Siri, Siri holds on to Yen and Geralt and take them to another sphere as they say it is mm. and they see the deathless mother come out of yen and just kind of fly around for a bit you know deathless mother things dm things <laughs> uh-huh. but while they're doing this they see a lot of men on horses and these men say your place is among us you are ours Mm-hmm. And they get really freaked out, but Siri grabs onto Geralt and Yen again, and they're out of there. So, like, you know, never happened. But they're out of there, and they say, Was that the Wraith of Morag? And the, Geralt. The Wild Hunt. Geralt says, Yes, that is the Wild Hunt. Uh-huh. But it's fine. Who needs to worry about that, right? That's now? season three's problem, <laughs> not season two. By the way, while all this is going on, just to mention, Fringilla had this one meeting with all the leaders. Oh, yeah. And she fucking she killed everyone. Annihilated them. She was like, oh, oh don't like you. Cut. <laughs> Cut yeah, she was killing everybody except, yeah. except Kahir. Kahir, who she whispered into his ear, you either do what I say or you die too. And he's like, mm, And it's right. funny because that one assassin that was going after Siri mm-hmm. actually connects a little bit to who Kahir and Fringilla end up going to talk to because they were going to confess that it was them who killed the elven baby. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It was actually a higher up who happens to be, who we didn't know, was alive. Siri's I knew. dad. <laughs> I knew. You knew. It was Siri's in the game. Dad. And Siri's dad is like, I just want my daughter back. And it's a little weird because at the very, very end of season two, we see Yen, Geralt, and Siri talking. And Geralt's like a little confused, like, how is it that now that we know your blood is important and that you have like elven blood in you, how did Nilfgaard know before Mm -hmm. anything? How have they always known? How have they always ended because of Siri's dad? Emir. Yes. So because of Emir, that's how they already knew. But they know that. No matter what, Siri is what was prophesized in elven communities. Mm-hmm. So she can either become the darkness that Triss feared, or she can save everyone. Mm-hmm. No pressure, girl. 
So at the end, they also make it seem that Yennefer and Geralt are still not in the greatest terms, but he does tell her, like, you're the one who's going to train her. Because he trusts her. And she's the strongest mage. Mm-hmm. And her powers are also back, by the way. They, oh, came, yeah, they, back. they came back when she slit her wrists. Well, after she sacrificed herself for someone else. Mm-hmm. It's kind of goes along with what villain, villain Tretinmurth, the golden dragon, said. Mm-hmm. That their destinies can't be intertwined. Or even though they are intertwined, that won't be enough to put them together. So it's kind of nice to see that series kind of bringing them that, together. Yeah. That extra little thing. But season two. Thank you so much for joining us for the (laughs) wrap up of season two. What were your first impressions? First impressions. Thought it was a little weird that Siri had eyebrows. She came (laughs) off a different woman off Roach. By the way, Roach died in this season. It's too soon to talk about. It was too soon. (gasps) Roach. But it doesn't affect me. It literally affects me every day of my life. <laughs> but Roach died in the season. Sad. But Siri, eyebrow queen, no. She's got full on eyebrows. She does. She looks so good in this season. She looks she so does, cute. But I kind of miss her eyebrowless look. Yeah, kind of. Uh, that's literally my first note. They gave her eyebrows this season. Eyebrows. <laughs> but I really, really like this season. Not as much as I liked the first season. I did like the first season more. But I thought this was a good second season, and I really like how this season ended, because uh-huh. I like the fact of knowing that if there is a season three, I don't know if it was picked up for a season three, but probably I like how Geralt, Yen, and Ciri are most likely going to travel together. I like that trio a lot, so mm-hmm. I think that's a good trio to have. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see how their relationship builds, yeah. and how... Yennefer essentially makes it up to Siri for like almost killing her. My Sorry, bad. Water run through the bridge. Hey, we all make mistakes, okay? Even mages. Yeah. But she did lose her powers, so yes. like. But I cut her some slack. I know that you told me that they had more funding in the second season. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it didn't feel like it because I didn't like the way Henry Cavill's eyes looked as the Witcher. Really? Because I had more of an issue with it in the first season. Really? I really didn't. Interesting. Really? 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 <laughs> yeah, because I kind of sometimes it felt like he wasn't really looking at me. <laughs> no, but I felt like he was looking through me in the second season, which I mean, even worse. maybe he was doing it on purpose. I don't know. Still dumpy five, of, five out of five. <laughs> got that dumpy. He's He still got it. Got so. that dumpy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Overall thoughts of season two. Alright, so my overall thoughts of season two was that I was so excited to see how the relationship between Siri and Geralt progressed. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved the first episode of season two because I thought it really solidified their relationship together. Yes. Because Siri really didn't it's not that she didn't trust Geralt, it's just that her own instincts would want to go against him. Yes. And I mean she did listen but she didn't really want to listen you know so in the first episode with with Novellan, yes the they were dealing with the bruxa a bruxa yes i don't exactly know what she is there's a lot of monsters i don't know all of them i can recognize a good amount but it seemed like she was sucking his life out you know what i mean yes and she did speak to siri and what i really like about siri is that like you said with the first season, she has a lot of innocence. So even when the Bruxa was talking to her, she still like listened to her. Her first response isn't, oh, she's a monster. I got to yeah. kill her. Mm. 
So when Geralt was fighting this monster, you can see it in her face that she didn't want her to die. Mm-hmm. In general, she just felt like Nivellen and this monster are in love. You shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. She also didn't view Nivellen as a bad person yeah. for doing this. Yeah, she because she didn't really understand. But isn't it interesting that even though he was so in love with this uh, monster, if you will, mm-hmm. when Geralt killed her, it did break the curse. Mm-hmm. I felt some type of way on the end because when Nivellen was talking to Geralt about like that he hated his life, he told him, like, I tried to take my own life, but because he has this curse, he can't. He could mm-hmm. just keep coming back. So when he was back to his human form and Geralt and Siri were leaving his place, he was like, at least, like, finish me off, you know? Because he didn't want to live without this Bruxa. Yeah. Geralt was just like, well, you're human now, so you do it yourself. That's something else that I want to say. I really like that Geralt isn't the typical, like, self-sacrificial character. Yes. He really cares about people, but he isn't going to kill himself to save somebody else. No, he's not. And I, I really like that that whole episode, too, because it really sets the theme of, like, what do you consider a monster? Exactly. Because even though the Bruska was, Bruxa? I don't even Bruxa know. was a monster, who was more of a monster here? Because it's revealed that Novellin raped someone from, like, a nearby church. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Siri didn't know, but as as, as soon as she figured it out, is completely disgusted and she even backs away from him as they're talking. Siri mm-hmm. was not down for Geralt immediately killing this Bruxa, but as soon as she started piecing things together, that's that's why I always say the black and white and the gray thing mm-hmm. because the world is gray. Like yeah. you're supposed to not take things at face value. Like, oh yeah, fairy tale love sounds really cute, mm-hmm. but you got to realize that it's not like that here. Yeah. Because she was always used to things not being too complicated. So I like that through Geralt and in this season, she learns that she has to fight for herself. Yeah. And she, she has, has to view the world in not such a fairy tale way. Yeah. And it sucks because it's definitely like the moment that you grow up, right? When you realize that the world isn't flowers and sunshine and rainbows (laughs) but after this i love that she looks up to Geralt, and i know they don't so cute i know they don't have like the deepest of conversations because he even mentions that he won't mention much to her she doesn't let him in he complained to somebody that she doesn't yeah that she doesn't talk about what happened in Sintra. like she won't tell him she won't let him in and he complains about it because he doesn't let people in either so he's like god damn he reminds me of someone. Or she yeah. reminds me of someone. Really weird. <laughs> someone with a dumpy, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really like how much she looks up to Geralt. It's so cute. And it's funny because witchers are frowned upon. Yeah. They're not they're not viewed as humans. They're not they're not viewed as equals either. Yeah. So the fact that she's so willing to become like Geralt, mm. I just love her view of life. How much she values elven life and witchers' lives. Mm -hmm. How everything to her is like, we all deserve a chance. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that the community of the witchers kind of took her in. Kind of. I mean, I guess not. They were a little hit. boy Lambie? A little hit and miss, you know what I mean? Some of them were a little annoying. Like, when she first started doing that dangerous course as, like, a witcher, or the dangerous course that witchers do... I was like, these 
guys are literally just watching her. Like, she's getting beaten up. And, you know, she's still a child. It did annoy me. It did annoy you. I was like, these guys? It's on site. (laughs) Anything you liked from this season? Oh, my God. What didn't I like from this season? (laughs) I really liked how Siri was with Geralt as opposed to other people. Like, when, when he took her to the temple, which, by the way, I just remembered. He took her to the temple so she can learn signs. Which oh, is like the magic, right. the yes. magic signs. Yes. Which is like Ard and Axie. Yeah. And Yirden. And so he took him to this temple because that's where he learned. Remember there was that, that guy yeah. who was like, who he looked like he was about her age or a little bit older. That guy was there. And every time he was there, she took on this like different persona. She, she was like. more regal. Exactly. It was kind of weird. Because she's grown up so fast. Mm. But if you think about it, it hasn't been that long since the Sintra fall. Yeah. Something else that I liked. When Yennefer and Geralt first reunite, you know, he didn't even have to say anything. His back was to the door, but he smelled it. You know what I mean? He was like, hello? Hello, gooseberries? Hello? (laughs) He turned around and she was there and like they had like this little moment. And I thought it was so cute because Siri walked in and she was like, Oh, sorry. Sorry. She was like backing up. He was like, oh my God, no, this is, this is Yennefer. You know, my friend. Yen- Yenny. Yenny. Yenny block? My girl. No, he was like my friend. And Yennefer was like, friend? <laughs> oh, hello? <laughs> Have I been reduced to friend? <laughs> I thought that part was so yeah. cute. Even that part, like when they were all sitting together and they were talking about the unicorn, the stuffed unicorn. Yeah. I just love that he kept looking at her. <laughs> Now we're gonna rewatch the episode. No, just that one scene. <laughs> I loved that scene. By the way, didn't mention, but I really like that no matter what had happened, when the deathless mother had given them their desires, I love that she still imagined her future of being a mother with Geralt. I know. And it was so domestic with the whole like, oh yeah, the food that you grew did really well in the market. Yeah. It's like oh It wasn't even like about monsters or anything it was just like domestic Mm -hmm. and i thought that was so cute i feel like for yennefer i love her character i love her character so much i feel like because she came from nothing to being this powerful woman and working for other people i think she really realized that she just wanted like a simple life a simple girl (laughs) she did something that she wasn't offered before when she was deformed so right exactly and she like she did mention like they took her options away yeah so you know sometimes you just want to be a mom Yes, Gear coming back and hugging his boy Geralt, five out of five. Oh my god, I love that whole scene with him like talking to the mice. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, gentlemen. It's like, I know you're jealous, but you know, we all know. Oh my god, wait, but before then, when him and Yennefer had a moment too, and Yennefer, he found out that Yennefer didn't have powers, and he Mm -hmm. was like, listen, there can only be one damsel in distress, and it's me. Okay. I love that scene. I so fucking cute. love Yaskier. Yeah, he's I do too. Ten out of ten. I love his new song. Mm-hmm. Wow. So full of emotion. Dropping SoundCloud. I Dropping know. SoundCloud. I was like, damn, he's heartbroken. <laughs> he's heartbroken. Ugh, I feel so bad for him, but no. you know what? He reconciled with Geralt, which Geralt. is all that matters. Mm-hmm. They're friends again. I love, 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 love. The ending with Geralt telling Siri to come home. 
That is so cute because that is her home. That is her home. That is her home. He's her home. Yeah. No matter if it's in, like, it's not perfect. Mm. But he loves her. He He loves loves her. That whole part where he was like, mine? She's mine. I was like, she is yours. She is yours, but she's also an independent eyebrow queen. But But, like, isn't it interesting that she even considers him a dad already? Because when she was talking to Yennefer about him, she she said... She said the D word. She said dad. <laughs> or F. I don't remember. She said father. Daughter. Fucking dad. Like <laughs> fucking dad. I don't even know. He is a dad. He is a dad to her. And it matters. And it matters. If you guys haven't watched The Witcher and have made it this far into the episode, pause and go watch The Witcher. <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Moment of silence. Isn't it good? Like, isn't it good? Isn't it so freaking good? Yeah. If anything happens to Yaskir, I will destroy this whole world. <laughs> I will too. I didn't think I'd like him as much as I did. I didn't think I'd like Yen at all. By the way, when Geralt met Yen's first love interest, I was like, oh my god. Oh, Ist- Istred? <laughs> yeah, it was funny because they didn't even notice at first, but I was like on the edge of my seat like, oh my god. But then they, they did acknowledge it though. You're like, Yenna? No, Yen. Yen. <laughs> actually, her name is Yen. I actually call her Yen. Yen. Actually, I call her love. No, actually, I call her me so, <laughs> Actually, I call her Miaide. So, <laughs> so now what? Corazón Melody de Sandia? Yeah, that's what I call her. <laughs> She's my heart, my, my soul. Everything. I wrote her a song. I wrote her a symphony. You, you don't compare. I am a song for her. <laughs> Thank you. But I just love that. That was really cute. I don't want it to be a love triangle, though. Like, third season, it better be just her and Geralt. Yes, only her and Geralt. That's it. Only Nobody her. else. <laughs> and Sirius, her daughter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the end of our podcast. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, any other likes that you want to mention before we finally hit a close? I really... I, I don't want to say like, but Fringilla's character... Mm, I really liked her character. Did you like her character? Yeah, I thought it was interesting co- comparing her to season one because, you know, obviously she was working with Nilfgaard and I'm yeah. always on Yennefer's side. Yes. 100%. So when her and Yennefer were having like these moments, I was like, you know what, Frangilla's not that bad. She's not that bad. <laughs> She's not that bad. I like her growth from a follower to a leader. Exactly. I, I love that. I love that. I loved when she took on that role. Yes. Kind of wish that Kahir would have, you know... Backed off. (laughs) Would have just respected it, you know? Mm. But he didn't. Kind of rude. Mm. I get it. I get it. But But how did you feel about the dad making a comeback? Oh, my God. Like I told you when you came in this morning, because Yahira came into my house this morning. Thank you. I I busted in. You busted in. I didn't even know you were coming. So (laughs) while I was waiting for you, um, when you (laughs) came in, I was writing the season two summary. When I watched season two by myself... And got to the end, I was like, there's so many fucking characters in the show. Is that her dad? Like, what the fuck is that? That is not her dad. I know Dooney. Dooney with a D? Dooney? That ain't Dooney with a D. It was funny because you came in and I was like, her dad? Like, hedgehog dad? The hedgehog dad? You called him a porcupine. (laughs) Well, she is a porcupine. I wonder what half porcupine. Half porcupine, all love. (laughs) No eyebrows. (laughs) I, I, I. It kind of sucks. It doesn't suck. Because, you know, when you're a stan, you're a stan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, I already knew that her dad was still alive. What? And also, like, did you notice that when she was stuck in that trance, 
Everyone was turning into dust but him. He didn't turn into dust. <laughs> Go on Netflix, quick! <laughs> You're what? like, luckily it's on my favorite episodes. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Recently watched. Oh my god, what? Yeah, he didn't turn to dust. Fake dad. You know, Fake dad, fake dead, so. I know Gerald was gone for 12 years, but you were gone for fucking maybe 13 years. So. You were gone for longer, so who's the real disappointment here i mean it's kind of you where's the milk dad two percent two percent yeah exactly i'm so excited for yennefer to teach her more magic um i'm excited for yen and gerald to finally like reconcile were you like mad mad when she was like about to sacrifice siri to the to the yes hello see i like okay you can't see my hands if you're listening on audio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, <laughs> or Amazon Music. But if I had to rate my characters, Geralt's on the top, and then right below, like immediately right below Siri, and then there's a gap, and then there's Jennifer. How big is this gap? Not that, not that big. Like this big, <laughs> about three apples high. But, <laughs> three apples. But I, if Jennifer had hurt Siri, I never would have forgiven her. No, yeah, same. Siri's my girl. But then like no yennefer would never yennefer. when that whole thing was happening i was like yennefer would never yennefer would never i'm what glad is, she didn't what is happening i here? feel like that's that's no takesy backsy but i knew she was gonna try to sacrifice herself for her you you knew i knew i was like she has to or else i'm glad that she didn't do what she was about to do mm-hmm. i'm kind of sad that she was so set to kill herself yeah. For Siri. Because that shows how little she had for herself. Like, she was willing to do that. I just feel like she knew how much Siri meant to Geralt. Yeah. But isn't it crazy how in the first season, when she tried to kill herself, she was told by Taseya that, like, you're not making a choice right now. You're not making your own choice. You're letting, like, life dictate you to make this choice. Mm-hmm. But then her trying to kill herself in the second season is more heroic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it shouldn't be viewed as heroic. heroic. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that kind of if I don't, me. I don't think it was supposed to be heroic, though. I didn't, but it was it a self-sacrifice that gave her her powers back. I just don't feel like it was heroic, though. It wasn't. I it didn't, didn't like feel that, that way interpretation of her heroism. Yeah. That wasn't great. Any last likes slash dislikes? Do you have any dislikes? Likes... Henry Cavill's fat dumpy. <laughs> Again. Dislikes, if Henry Cavill watches this. Dislikes your dumpy wasn't fat enough. But I guess season three will <laughs> we'll come back. Season three, his dumpy will be three times fatter. By the way, himself. we are kind of drunk. To the, people, really drunk. To, the people, to the people who are listening to this. Are you drunk? We are kind of drunk, yeah. Okay, one being I'm not drunk at all. And four being like, I need someone to hold me. Hold me. What are you at right now? Three. I'm at a four. I'm at a four. Really? Can you hold me? We're gonna take another shot though before the next one. Uh, that tequila. Okay, can never. you tell your story about the tequila? Can I? Should I? Why not? Okay. So <laughs> I work a retail job, and Love that for you, thank yes, you, queen. Thank you. I am going back to school soon though, so don't worry about my future it's gonna be good so anyway so one day i was working and you know i was doing like inventory whatever and then all of a sudden this guy comes up to me and he's like hey can you like help me out i'm trying to make like a 
vision board. Love that. Can you just him. help me out? Like, mm-hmm. I just need, I just need you to pick it out though. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. So I got him like this poster board. I got him markers. And I guess he was super grateful. And like, we did have like a really good conversation. He was a nice guy. He was a, nice guy. He was a super nice guy. And he was really cute too. Yeah. So if you're watching this, Hey, I'm just kidding. And okay, I was like, okay, if you have any other questions, let me know. Yes. And he was like, okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. He leaves, comes back with this tequila bottle. Because by the way, the job that you work at is right next to an alcohol place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he bought me a bottle of tequila and he (laughs) had it in a in a brown bag, obviously. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I just really wanted to show my appreciation to you. And he like handed me the bottle. And while I, you're mid-shift. While I'm still working. And I thought it was a joke. Like, because I mean, it's not just alcohol that they sell. They also have like regular fruity drinks. Like, you know, yeah. like just regular yeah. drinks. Regular drinks. No alcohol in them. So I thought it was a joke. So I did grab it. But I was like, um, thank you. But I was going to be like, um, but no, thank you. Like, Because you're not supposed to accept things. Yeah, I'm not, you're not supposed to accept things that customers give you. And so I was like, you wanted to thank me by buying me alcohol? And he was like, yeah, ha, okay, thank you, bye. And he like... By the way, by the way, just want to preface that you did try not accepting it. Because you're not supposed to accept it. But you did talk to your managers about it. And yeah. they were like, okay, I kind of see what you were in. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, I felt like I was like, am I going to be fired over this? Yeah. Is this like a test? <laughs> I was so scared. I literally was like, was this a test? I don't you know. immediately reached out to your manager. Yeah, right? so not immediately. I put it in my locker. And yes. then I texted my friend who also works retail. And I was like, dude, this crazy thing just happened i don't know what to do yeah this guy seemed really nice but like now i feel like i'm being set up like i don't know what i'm i don't know what to do you <laughs> he know just gave me fucking alcohol like, i just helped him with his vision board. he gave me a whole fucking tequila <laughs> bottle i don't know what to do <laughs> and she was like you have to either like sneak it out to your car or tell your manager like one or the other and i was like i'm really bad at sneaking things out <laughs> i'm really bad i'm not a stealthy queen <laughs> so i was like you know what i'm just gonna tell her because if this was like a test I'd rather just tell. I'd rather just tell somebody. So I talked to my manager and I was like, hey, something weird just happened. I've been working retail for like three years now. Yeah. This has never happened to me before. No one has ever given me anything, let alone a fucking tequila bottle. (laughs) And so I told her, I was like, hey, just so you know, I was, I helped this customer out. And then he came back and he handed me this bottle in a brown bag. I just want to emphasize the brown bag because I didn't know it was actually alcohol. Yeah. And he handed me this bottle and he just left without me being able to like, you know, reach out to him or be like, no, we come back. Yes. I, yes. I can't accept this, you know. I didn't know what to do. And she at first was like super confused. She was like, okay, are you okay though? Because I was like scared that this. A little frantic sounding. Exactly. I was scared that this could cost me my job. I was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, okay, do you want to like, do you want to like file a claim or something? Not a claim. She's. Like a report. Yeah. Like, do you want to file a report or something? And I was like, a report for what? And she was like, I don't know. Like, like, do you feel unsafe? And I was like, no, I, I don't. And she was like, well, I mean, if you want me to take the bottle, I will. No. <laughs> I was like, first of all, it's my bottle, bitch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not be hasty here. I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to drink that, ma'am. It's my bottle. Thank you. So it's been in my car for months. <laughs> And by the way, if that guy's out there, thank you so please much. Please subscribe and, 
Um, the reason why I didn't take it out of my car is because my parents don't really like alcohol. So I get it. It would have just been weird. It, it would have just been weird. So it was still enclosed, not open at all, and it's really good. It's by the way, really strong. It's really. It's like eighty percent. No, forty. Well, imagine eighty percent. Oh my god! I didn't rubbing alcohol. I literally felt a burn though. 40% but anyway, alcohol. thank you so much for coming to my talk about. <laughs> Yo, and worker life. <laughs> thank you so much for coming to this episode of season one and season two of The Witcher. You know, there's so much more to say about The Witcher. So if you want to comment about what you think, we will definitely Respond. try to make TikToks about it too. Yeah, we Responding can. to you. Hopefully um, sober. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah, sober. <laughs> yeah, sober. Thank you so much for listening for those of you. Oh, actually. Pause. Pause. Pause, pause on that. What is your rating for The Witcher season one and season two oh. put together? So season one, I'd give it a five. Season Thanks. two, I really like season two a lot. Like a lot. I really loved seeing Siri train. Mm. Me too. And loved it. I really loved seeing that she was so willing to become a witcher, which we didn't mention, but she was also willing to become a witcher because she believed in that stigma that they lose feelings. And yeah. she was like, I don't want to think about my life anymore. And Geralt was like, I hate to bring it to you. But like, we feel. And she was like, oh. I mean, I'm still down, though. Mm. Um, I think I would give season two a four. Only because my girl, Yenny. Yenny from the block. Yenny from the block. She's still, she's still Yenny from the block. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> wish she'd had her powers longer. I understand why they took them away. Yes. But I kind of wish she had them longer. Did she lose her powers in the game? No. No? No. no, no okay. No. That was a whole, no. I also give season one a five. Thank you. Thought it was a very strong season to start a series. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill looking fat ass dumpy. <laughs> um, season five still looking fat ass. Fat ass, dude. Oh, I just can't get over that dumpy. Me neither. <laughs> but season two, I feel, was, it was strong, but because, I don't know, I feel like season ones always do well. But season two is because they're trying to delve deeper. It starts getting a little more like... Slower? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good word for it. But he used his magic more. I, yeah, love, I love when that. he uses his magic. Me too. Because he didn't really in season one. But season, It was like a tease. Season two felt a little intricate. That's what I'm meaning. There was so much going on. Which I understand that this is such a dense like series that mm-hmm. I feel like it would be more understood in a book. Mm-hmm. Which I would like to read this book, by the way. I've read uh, like half of the first one and it's so interesting because a lot of the things that happen are shown in the show. Really? Yeah. That's really nice to hear. It's just connecting more to like the bigger story. Okay. But I I feel like season two just wasn't as great as season one. <laughs> I think I would give it a 4.8 or a 4.5. Oh my God. But it's I feel strong, really, though. it's just that badass dumpy that got me. <laughs> got me in its clutches, dude. <laughs> Not the badass. <laughs> But I, 4.5. I'm sorry, we're really drunk. <laughs> we're really drunk. <laughs> uh, we haven't been drunk in a while, though. The last time we were drunk was probably when we filmed after. after. <laughs> that was a trip. I keep looking at the camera, by the way. Do you notice that? Yeah, I do. You know, wait, hold on. <laughs> do you notice that? I'm like trying to look at it more, but it feels weird because I, I feel like I'm looking at no one, but I'm also looking at everyone. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I like The Witcher, by the way. <laughs> Music on SoundCloud? So freaking good. Did you see the covers, by the way, of Toss, 
toss no the there's, there's covers? so many good covers for those of you who are consuming us through audio forms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, <laughs> yeah. or anywhere you get your podcasts on, mm-hmm. thank you so much. If you want to leave a rating or a review, that really helps. If you want to talk about, you know, that fat-ass dumpy that we saw in season one and season two, go ahead. But if you also want to tell us how or you tell feel. your tell us how you feel about The Witcher, please. If you feel negatively about it, we will somehow learn how to downvote your comments. More on that later. <laughs> and then also block you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> but if you also want to tell your friends and family about us, that would really help. You know, our goal for the 2022 year is for us to actually build a following. We, mm. I mean, we're filming these, but we know that we want to build a bigger following. So yeah. to be able to interact with you guys. Yeah. So if you want to look us up on TikTok, Story and Things, and also Instagram is called Story and Things, that would be really nice we're posting a little more <laughs> on social media so that would be really kind of you if you can follow us on there mm-hmm. also if you watch us on youtube um please leave a comment please like please subscribe please note um turn on the notification bells that really helps with analytics mm-hmm. apparently apparently you also want to talk about that fat ass dumpy on youtube i think you do have to um um censor yourself so call it a fat butt dumpy or just a dump <laughs> truck i will understand what you're saying so thank you so much. I think we are done with our episode. We're done. Okay, thank you. We'll see you in the next one. <laughs> thank you. See you next Bye. week. Bye. <laughs> I'm so excited.